You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jimmy, with the um, revelation that Cal had a positive COVID test, any update on how that would impact tomorrow night's game, as well as a couple of your coaches announced on social media that uh, Michelle Powell was best hands in the room this year. We don't know a lot about him. What can you tell us about him? Yeah. uh, Well, first, yeah, Mish, I'm so excited for him. He's a talented player out of O'Day High School that we, uh, we were very excited to get. And uh, he's just, uh, you know, one of the long uh, line of walk-ons that we've had here that we are extremely excited about, and he keeps doing what he's doing. Uh, he's going to show up and make some plays uh, for the dogs on game day, and it showed up in training camp. He had a bunch of interceptions, made a bunch of plays on the football, um, and we, we reward guys um, who do that. So we're really excited about Mish. And then, uh, yeah, your first question, obviously, I knew that was going to be the first one. You know, unfortunately, obviously, uh, you, know, you know, Cal Reporter, they had a, uh, they had a positive. Um, which nobody wants that to happen. And, um, you know, everything that we've heard is the game is on and they're just trying to do the contact tracing, take care of whoever's around that individual. I've heard he's, he's healthy from what I've heard. He's healthy, which is, which is awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, prayer, prayers to him and his family. Uh, but right now we just had a great practice and uh, we are ready to travel to Berkeley and uh, tro- tro- go try to get a first victory. All right. We'll go to Christian and then Lauren. Go ahead, Christian. Jimmy, um, I'm just uh, curious if, if in any of your preseason games or anything like that, you simulated the uh, travel day testing and just how, how long, if not, if you did if, or if you didn't, how long you think that that process was, is going to take just getting guys tested before they get on the bus for the airport and all that? Yeah, so preseason game three, we did that. Um, and uh, it, it actually, we did it twice. Let me take that back. So preseason game three was a night game. It started at seven o'clock. So the testing was the day of the game and um, the testing actually doesn't take very long. It's the results, you know, about, about an hour. That's what it really takes the longest. But uh, we had guys just uh, do the swabs uh, on the, on their way to breakfast, um, including the staff. And uh, it went uh, very, very smooth. Now, when we start pack 12 play, it's going to be a third party. It's not going to be our training staff and our medical staff doing the testing. Um, but I'm sure they'll be just as thorough and just as quick. And then when we played our 9 a.m. start, uh, they don't test day of the game. They test the day before. Uh, so we tested the day before, and um, it, and that went smooth as well. So great question. All these new protocols that we're going through, we, we've gone through it twice, and so we'll be ready um, for the whole season. All right. We'll go to Lauren, then Mike. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, Jimmy. Um, I wanted to ask about Alex Cook. We saw him there at the top of the depth chart. Just what have you seen from him in terms of growth and development since he made that move over to defense? Yeah, you know, he really showed up on special teams last year for us. And you saw a guy, and we always saw a guy that was a, he, he had a physical mindset and, and, and liked contact, uh, which was one of the reasons why we flipped him over to defense. And, um, and then, you know, since training camps began, he's just been out there making plays. And again, like I like I've said, and I probably sound like a broken record, you know, where I'm an equal opportunity employer, and the guys that show up on film making plays in practice are the, are going to be the ones that show up and make plays uh, in real games. And um, 
he's put a lot of work in. He's learned the defense, and now he's just accelerating. And uh, now we got to go see him do it in a real game now. But he's been doing it in practice. And if you're doing it in practice, you're probably going to do it in a game. All right, before Mike, uh, just say the hands that are up now, we got enough questions in the queue for a shorter briefing here. So uh, we'll stick with that. But Mike and then Dan Reilly, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm just wondering, you know, when are you planning to leave for Berkeley? And is, is anything different than past years in terms of travel itinerary, when you leave, when you arrive? Is, is any of that different just because of the strange circumstances this year? Yeah, yeah, great question. I think off the top of my head right here without having our schedules in front of me, I believe our buses leave around 1.15 tomorrow afternoon, somewhere right around there, and then plane departing around 3, something like that. Um, and, yeah, there's one change for sure. We usually would do uh, what we would call an ambiance. Uh, we would go to the stadium the night before just to kind of see the stadium, especially for the true freshmen and, and the guys that have never traveled before. Uh, we've taken that out of the schedule just to avoid, uh, you know, any, con any unnecessary contact with people outside of our bubble, um, which is not going to be a big issue. Mo a lot of teams don't do that anyway. Um, and so now we'll just go straight to the hotel and begin, begin our meetings and our prep. Uh, but other than that, and then obviously the testing on the day of the game, if it's a, uh, you know, an afternoon to evening game, that's a different change, obviously, is going through the whole testing protocols. I will give uh, an extreme shout-out to the Pac-12 on – so they're doing the antigen testing. And then if we get a positive, they're going to do a rapid PCR test, which we should be able to get very, very quick. And so for the whole Pac-12, we shouldn't have to sit out any false positives. Not that the false positives have been an issue, but there has been some false positives with the antigen test. So I saw like a doctor up here, man. I'm like, antigen and PCR. Man, you guys hear me? I'm, uh, I know what I'm talking about. I don't think I said those words ever in my life. Uh, and now I'm, 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 it's rolling off my tongue like, a, like I'm a doctor. So. Anyway, I hope that answers your question. All right, we'll go to Rayleigh, then Booth. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Jimmy, I got one more medical question. Um, I'm ready. MD, Dr. Lake, go ahead. The school uh, said yesterday that there was a spike uh, in the athletic facilities with the baseball team and that they had to immediately stop workouts. I don't know how you guys, with your bubble, how you interact, but was that a concern for you at all, that there were Husky athletes in another sport that uh, had shown a spike? Yeah, of course, that's a concern for, you know, anybody on our campus. And, uh, again, send prayers, uh, you know, our way toward, towards those guys. It's interesting. Uh, a negative around here for years has been that we're over here. The football team's over here. We don't see anybody. For I mean, we, we don't see anybody. There's nobody comes over here. We don't leave our little footprint here. So that's been a negative for years where we don't get to go hang out with the baseball coaches, volleyball coaches, and see the other players, the other student-athletes. Um, but now <laughs> it's obviously a positive. We are literally in our own bubble over here. Uh, no other student athletes come over here and our guys don't leave this footprint at all. And so, you know, with this coronavirus situation, um, you know, us being over here by ourselves has turned into a positive. All right. We'll go to Booth and Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Jimmy, I was wondering if, uh, you might've had any contact with Justin yesterday after they determined that that they had a positive test, or is that something that your staffs sort of handle? And then do you expect to be more like week of conversations this year between schools just because of the uncertainty of testing and, and potential positives? Yeah, you know, I th we're really, uh, I'm going to let Jen Cohen and our administration handle, you know, that part of it. I know the 
you know, I'm sure their administration has been in contact with our administration. And then I, and then I really speak to Jen and, um, that's the way the process is going to work here moving forward. I mean, I know all the head coaches and their staff and myself and our staff, we're, we're, we're just focused on game planning and getting our teams ready to go and, and, you know, all the logistics of testing and when we're getting on the bus and, and meeting the next meeting and all that stuff. And, you know, if there is a case on our team and, uh, you know, there's maybe a pause that has to happen here at the University of Washington. Uh, I would let Jen know that, and I'm sure Jen would let uh, our opponent know that uh, during that week. All right, we'll go to Fetters, then Nick Mendro. Go ahead, Chris. Jimmy, one of the big storylines, obviously, of this week is the fact that both teams are, you know, they have a first-year offensive coordinator. I was wondering, in your time in the NFL, did you ever come across Bill Musgrave and and – did you have any opinions of him as a, I don't know if he was a coordinator back at that time, but I definitely know he was a quarterback's coach and and an offensive guru. Um, Any opinions of him back then and and any ideas of, uh, I know coach K talked a little bit about what they might expect on defense on that side, but uh, any feelings on him? Yes, we did come across him. I mean, it's years ago now, obviously, and we all change. Uh, But I can't say enough about how much I respect him his his long career um i mean he's had a lot of explosive offenses um, at the highest level of football um and um i got a lot of respect for him i've I've met him a handful of times and he's a great great guy great coach he's been he's been in this business for 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 years and um yeah so we're you know we're trying to figure out what we think we're going to see um I think for sure. I said on my radio show radio show last night. I don't. I don't think we're going to see the air raid. I don't think we're going to see triple option. Uh, so we can probably we can x those out of the of the game plan. Um, but we're definitely going to see a pro style offense, and we're running a pro style offense. So there's going to be a lot of carryover, and I'm sure their defense is saying the same thing that we hired a pro style guy, and their defense is seeing some similar plays in practice. So both both teams are going into it a little bit blind. Uh, we know what each other's defenses look like, uh, but that's the nature of usually opening games. There's going to be there's going to be a guessing game a little bit. All right, we'll go to Nick and then Larry. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, Coach. Uh, with the preseason conference awards coming out this morning, could you just talk a little bit about seeing the development of some of the guys like uh, Jackson Kirkland or Ryan Bowman uh, go from a little bit unheralded to now all conference recognition? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I, I, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Uh, it sounds so funny, a preseason award uh, before the season's played, but I mean, you just mentioned Jackson. I mean, I think the world of Jackson played really good football for us the last couple of years and, and he's had an excellent training camp and has been in a tremendous leader for us. And I do think he should be one of the best offensive linemen in the Pac-12, if not the country, as long as he keeps playing the way he's doing, uh, what he's been doing here in training camp. He's been focused. He's been dialed in. He showed uh, the young O-line and the young guys that are starting now next to him uh, how you go about your business. So I'm extremely proud of Jackson, and uh, we're looking forward to him having a big-time year. All right, Larry Stone, then Anthony, and then Christian will close it out. Go ahead, Larry. Uh, Jimmy, I was just wondering, without any wiggle room in the schedule, when a situation like this arises with Cal, does that add to the anxiety of it? And how how did the players respond when word came out yesterday that the game might not be played? There was a chance. Yeah, our players didn't flinch whatsoever. We reached out to them, let them know that 
because of course I knew they were going to be reading social media and stuff going on. And, um, you know, things maybe being said that aren't actually happening. And so we wanted to make sure we, we calm the waters and, and tell them what really, what was really going on. But our players, they didn't flinch whatsoever. We had a big time practice today. The guys are dialed in, they're juiced and you could just see it in their eyes. Uh, they're ready to get on that plane and, and, and go down there and play our first game. Um, and what was the first part of your question? I apologize, Larry. I kind of... It was with no wiggle room in the schedule. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it definitely does. Uh, because here, here's the interesting thing about it. Um, we can do everything perfectly here and stay in our bubble and wear our mask. And, and um, you know, I drive from here back to my house and back here. I don't go out. I don't go to any restaurants and our staff doesn't, doesn't either just to make sure we don't get infected. We can do everything perfect, but then all of a sudden, if our opponent has a slip up, um, then our game could be canceled and and it won't be made up. So yeah, it, it's something I can't control. So it's not going to be, there's not going to be anxiety on my part at all. Um, but it does, it does have a little bit of a helpless feeling and knowing that we could prepare for a game and then to no fault of our own, um, a game could be canceled with no room to make it up. Very, very interesting year we're in right now. All right. Last two from Anthony and then Christian, go ahead, Anthony. Jack Westover is a uh, second on your depth chart and he got put on scholarship recently. And, um, what kind of player is he and what does he mean to the team? Oh man. Westy love Westy. He means to the team. I they just see a guy that's uh, that's a bricklayer. He's a hard worker. And that's one of the anchors of our, of our program is to be a bricklayer. You want to be known as a blue collar hard worker. And that's Westy. That is Westy all the way. He's come in, done everything we've asked him to do on special teams, on offense. He's tough. He can block people. He can play fullback. He can play wide. He can be in line. He can be spread out. He's athletic. And, um, and he obviously has a, a, a really good role for us on special teams. When guys, when guys do that, they're going to be on scholarship. And I think uh, when our other walk-ons see that we reward our guys like that, um, it's, it's going to make them work even harder to, to try to attain that goal. But Westy's going to be a big part of what we do uh, for years here. And, um, yeah, I just love how he, he comes to work every single day. He's a true dog. All right, last question from Christian Capel. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Jimmy, I'm wondering um, what you think Dylan Morris's best trait is as a quarterback and just what, what he brings to the table that, that maybe um, is, is unique in your quarterback room. Yeah, so Dylan, you know, I had some extensive time with him when he was our scout team quarterback um, you know, last year. So very, very smart, very smart. You don't have to tell him twice. Like, hey, we need to see this. We need to see this. And then he does it. And that was, uh, you know, his whole time when he was redshirting, he was uh, he was on it. Uh, whatever we asked him to do, uh, you just didn't have to tell him twice. And then now, I mean, he's accurate with the football. Um, he's got quick feet. He can move around in the pocket. He can extend plays. Um, and, again, extremely smart. Uh, that, that's what I see with Dylan. I know uh, he's got some really good leadership qualities. We're, we're excited about him just like we are with the other three.
Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.